Marco going? All right, we're here with another episode of uh, After the Glass a Slipper, uh, the tale of uh, Cinderella's stepmother after Cinderella became, like, after the whole Cinderella story. <laughs> Cinderella, she did have a Cinderella story, like, in, in this season three of it, but it's not, it's not a, it's a, not a, it's not a serial season. It's episodic, uh, and whatever those things that come in a box are that sit up on the top cabinet of your kid's classroom, uh, modular. This series comes in modules. Uh, so if this is your first After the Glass Slipper series, here's what you need to know. This is follows it to Agatha, who was originally, well, I guess at some point she wasn't Cinderella's stepmother, but then she became Cinderella's stepmother. Cinderella then moved out. Like, we know all that part. But then Agatha said, well, I still want to be royal. Like, that was a whole deal in the first place. And eventually through season one, she earned Cinderella's trust. She became part of, like, she like not like on GOT, like the hand of the queen, but close. Uh, and then in season two, she, Cinderella was out of town working on positive stuff. And Agatha ran the kingdom for her. And that had some challenges, uh, like, uh, and the fairy godmother, she, she's been in and out, but the whole fairy kingdom got kind of, uh, disrupted, not by technology, not by an app, but you silly gooses and actually not by silly gooses either. How about a silly goose app? Uh, what would it do? I don't know. But so, uh, season three, we find her it, towards the close of season two. She became a, a pit of lentils and a, her, a, the ultimate act of like a, that a heroine makes. I think that that was part of the heroism. She became a pit of lentils. And I do mean a, like a swimming pool full of lentils with human consciousness. And probably, again, this is, we're talking about magic, not technology. So. She's a pit of lentils. She's still a conscious human and wanting to live a full uh, life. She wants to flourish like we all kind of do sometimes. And so uh, I think, let's see, I think that's about, um, okay, so, so yeah, she's a pit of lentils. Now she's teaching like a college, I don't know if it's college level class, but it seems like a pretty high level class with a co-teacher kind of exploring the myths and the, the folk folklore of, uh, the fairy people, because they've had to assimilate into the human town. And, you know, it's not easy. And so they're trying to, like, uh, as a class, uh, explore uh, the folklore of uh, the fairy godparents, uh, you know, because they had children. So there would be fairy godparents. Anyway, you know what you know what I mean? Like, it's a, like a class. And it's modular because every class covers, like, a different myth, uh, none of which Agatha or I are familiar with. So you say, hmm. Interesting. Uh, those myths are a bit, bit like like half myth, half fever dream. I mean, when I when I'm listening, re-listening, I'm like, what the a clam king, eh? Okay, like makes sense. Lives at the bottom of the sea, not in a pineapple. Uh, so that's I guess that's the uh, series, and it's a nice. It's nice. She's a nice woman. She learned. She's like on her fourth act or whatever. Uh, really learned from her mistakes and trying to. Uh, now embrace this a new role she has uh and uh, she really seems to enjoy the myths and we can enjoy them through her and now is the person that introduces the, sh- the episode i guess i whew. it's uh the ladies the ladies and gentlemen 
the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode. I want to say nonsense space, but it's uh, after the glass slipper. So, my friend, did did you want to go to the? Uh, oh, yeah, you want to go after I record it. You want to like you want to go to a hot pot? You want to go to a hot pot? Well, I think uh, there's. Uh, I would prefer uh, bar- Korean barbecue. Okay, we'll talk about it. Like, uh, we do, like, uh, how about you go and bring me back something? Because I got to record this. Uh, but I want to keep company with you, my friend. Antonio Banderas, you want to hang out with me? Oh boy. Okay, uh, here's Afterglass Slipper, everybody. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Agatha, your uh, <laughs> man. Do you like that when I introduce my? He's he's asleep, everyone. I'm in the room with the baby and the leather, leather man who's in his, he's his own baby. Now, some people are wondering, who is this leather man and why is he your lover? Uh, I, I think I mentioned that once already. Uh, and I would say he is the man that I love, but he is also a letter. He's not a human. He is a letter man. And off of my classroom, I can move my my lentil, like, uh, I can flow into another room in, in a chamber, which we share. And we have pumps because I like to go up and view. It's very, we, you know, when you work with magic users, it really being a pit of lentils is not the pits. Uh, but the letter man... Uh, he's the man who 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 won my heart uh, with his sweetness as he lies here next to me sleeping. But he is a man. He is a dashing. Oh, do you know what uh, dashing looks like? Imagine it in a letter where the contents and also the construction are dashing, and that is my letterman. And I think it's that simple. Like, can you, you, there are forms of love that are beyond human understanding. And I don't know if that's, I I just understand the letter man. As I lie here next to him, he sleeps so soundly and the baby's asleep too. And I like to come in after I know they've gone down for the naps. And I like to tell them about my day. And a little secret here from Agatha to all of you. When you tell people about the day, your day when you're asleep, uh, you know, there is the extra thing of like, oh, uh, could I get some acknowledgement here? But there isn't the pitfall of people that aren't good at that. Uh, you say, oh, do you need to be whatever, like, uh, like whatever, you know, acknowledged for, for your day? Oh, that was a long day, sounds like. You know, you don't have to worry about them saying, well, I wouldn't have done, you know, why'd you do it that way? Uh, so when you tell them when they're asleep, they're, they're the best listeners. Uh, and when, you, when, you, when you're when you here with a letter man and a baby sleeping soundly, I don't know, it's just a pleasure. So I'm going to whisper to all of us. So my day, oh, today was another day with class and with Mrs. Shelley. And it was an interesting day, as all days can be when you're a teacher. And we had a Friedrich and a Car- Car- Carmela, who were going to go over a myth today. And it was another interesting myth. And I say, which of these tales is really how fairy godparents and god of fairy people 
uh, came to our world. I don't understand it, but then the, the Shelley says, uh, you're trying to overgrasp, uh, you know, let the myth live within you. And he said, this is more like a tale, Shelley, than a myth. Uh, and I don't want a tale living in me. And the children laughed at that one. But I think that was a beautiful turn of phrase that Shelley had. I said, well, I don't know if I, 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 I would let it visit me and come in for tea. So let's have a little tea with this myth. It, it, and it was one I thought I knew uh, from my childhood. And, oh, it also does not p p portray. And Shelley huffed a few times because they said, uh, and I said, how long will we live in a world where stepmothers are? Um, and she said, well, this myth is probably 1,200 years old. And I said, oh, great, uh, he said, could, could I blame the myths about uh, stepmothers uh, for my behavior? And she said, just, and I said, okay, let it, go ahead, children. So they told a tale. It, was a, it starts out very similar, very, you know, it was a brother and a sister. And I forget their names. We'll just say Gunther and uh, Carrie. I don't, like, I won't even remember that because I don't remember what the children said the names were. And they they lived with the father and the mother, and they were all very happy. And they lived, you know, in that picturesque wood, on the edge of the picturesque woods, as so many of these tales do, on the outskirts of a town. And they seemed very happy. I, oh, their last name, and they had a mother, and their name was the Nucleus. The Nucleus. Uh, that was the name, the last name. Again, I said maybe Gun Gunther Nucleus. And Carrie Nucla. But so they lived there, and they were all very happy, and they lived a normal life. Uh, and then the mother, she she didn't really announce it so much as just do it. She said, "Well, I'd like to go live with the uh, the sprites that, that that live in within atmosphere and beyond." And she went and did that. And the father and the two children, it wasn't easy because they said, "Well, we miss our mother," and. Uh, but the father tried to give as much love to the two children as he could, and then he also poured himself into his work. Now, he was a cooper, like a barrel maker, and he was so upset at the choice that it made something click in him, and he began to design this new kind of barrel, particularly for the rain, because that was what he blamed for his wife's decision to go live with atmosphere in the atmosphere. And he designed this new barrel with a metal bottom in some way where it wouldn't burn the wood. I don't like some way to excess the heat or something. But you could put the barrel on a fire and heat up the water within the barrel right there instead of pouring it out or anything. And he quickly became, grew to great acclaim and he could charge almost whatever he wanted for these barrels for a time. And then, like, he built up not a great fortune, but quite a nice fortune. And he, But he was also working and spending time with his children, but he was a bit lonely. And this is where the stepmother comes in. A, a woman, uh, you know, in a few towns over, heard about this great barrel, and she said, Oh, he's seen, and I can see the, uh, this is a myth, remember. This didn't probably really happen. It could have, Shelley said, or could be possibly based on something. And the stepmother didn't, she was like a very, uh, 
she was good at keeping him company and she came and she was she was very very attractive uh and she was very intelligent and she helped him with his barrel business and helped him stay but he said well i you know i like i'm not ready and she said well i'll wait till you're ready uh, like uh and the children and her didn't quite get along because, you know, they saw her. And she said, he said, the children don't like you. And she said, well, you know, they're having trouble adjusting. And so uh, for a while, she just waited it out and she was smart. And then eventually he grew to enjoy her company. So and then she he's and then his barrel business turns out you could just copy him. So people were buying his barrels and eventually they took his idea and they could make it cheaper. But he had already saved much of what he had. So it wasn't a disaster. But then he had more time. And he would spend his time with her. So he said, okay, let's get married. Like, uh, And she became a stepmother. And she went from being kind of neutral to the children to being uh, like tiring of them. And uh, the children did not like her. And they didn't have much to say about it. But then their father caught an allergy, and the the stepmother, like, he, he was restricted to bed, bed rest, and he, he was always in bed. And the children were always like, Father, Father, you know, and, and the stepmother would be like, let your father rest, blah, blah, blah. So the children, they started, like, wandering further and further afield. And the children were intelligent because they said, well, mother, why aren't you doing more to find, using father's money to find cures for him? Uh, and she said, well, I am. So then the children, while they didn't have any money, they started traveling, you know, just one or two towns away and asking, oh, our father has a strange, al- a strange allergy, keeps him in bed, uh, and they would go from alchemists and, and like, uh, uh, tincture makers, and there's other words that are escaping me, but uh, people making up different uh, potions, and almost had the word, but, uh, and they would try things out, and they kept coming up, like, short, and even sometimes the father would feel better for a little while, but then he would, like, uh, say, well, you know, I've got the sniffles again, let me go take, take a sleepy poo. And the children did notice, like, how kind people were outside of the house. And they said, well, what if we find a nicer person for father to marry? Like a nurse. We could get a nurse. Uh, but they couldn't get any money to hire a nurse. Uh, and they said, what? Like, uh, and finally they went to this one stall. And all the woman had was cool water. And they said, well, she said, what is the problem with you two seem down? And they, she told, they told her, her, her their tale of woe. And she, they, she, they said, do you have anything? To, and she said, all I have is cool water. By the time you get to your father, it'll be warm water, but you could give him some. And they said, well, do you think we should find someone to replace? Like, and she said, well, deep in the woods... Uh, I've heard of a, a great alchemist. Uh, it could do a great many things. A legendary, legendary alchemist, uh, deep, deep, deep in the woods. And uh, she said, "Bring your father to the school water. Uh, it'll be lukewarm, but uh, and maybe try to find that alchemist." And so they returned home, and the father was really under the weather, and they gave him the water. 
and he was really not feeling well at all. In the water, he said, thank you, I love you both very much. Uh, and the stepmother said, well, I, we, we need to go into town tomorrow uh, to prepare some things. And the children said, what do you, I don't know what you do. Like, uh, and she said, go to your rooms and, uh, you know, do not come out. Uh, and then they listened, and then someone came, and it was an official or something, a barrister, and they were talking and it ended up, the, 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 the children were smart enough to hear this, that they needed, she needed them, like they were still the heirs to her father's, like, and they needed, it was a very bureaucratic process for her to gain control of the father's money. Uh, if the children, you know, were to grow up, uh, in, I guess, like, the father would don't, he, he didn't, he didn't totally trust the stepmother with his money, I guess. And this is a pitfall, like uh, go, behaving this way is not easy and not not advisable, these choices people make under pressure. And so then the children, they said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And so they, they, they said, well, we, the brother said to the sister, we, we should find the, the, the alchemist. And the sister said, tonight... Uh, and she, 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 she but I said, maybe. And the sister said, well, actually, yeah, it's a great idea because she, she won't be able to do anything unless she finds us. And they snuck into the father's room and they kissed him in his forehead and they headed out into the deep forest. Uh, and they wandered for a long, long time and they got more and more tired and became lost and thirsty and hungry and tired of walking, so tired of walking, you know, through the beautiful woods, you know, seeing deer and seeing leaves and branches and things. And finally they came upon a cabin when they were really, really at the, with the end of their wits. Uh, and they went in and they searched the cabin and they found, a, they found a, like that had a well in the back and they filled up a cauldron and there was some wood, and they they built up a fire, and they you know water, got the water, and you know just like the father taught them, boiled away the water, and, and then drank some water, and they stayed there, you know, with the fire going. They were warm at night, and they searched. They found some a couple like uh, things to eat there, but then they found uh, some berries and some roots uh, that they had known about uh, that were good to eat. Uh, but also when they had found the cabin, they found a root cellar. And when they opened the door, this was early on, but I skipped over it for some reason. Uh, they opened the root cellar, and the only thing coming up from there was like a bubbling, gurgling sound. And the sister said, it's probably flooded with water. It had a strange, musty smell to it. And the brother just didn't like the gurgling sound. So they said, okay, let's just avoid the root cellar. And they closed it back up. Uh, but then again, they ran short on food, and they said, "Well, like uh, we got to check the root cellar now because if there's roots, you know, if there's roots or goods down there, we, we'd be uh, fools not to look just because there's gurgling and a bubbling sound." And so they opened the root cellar, and at first they were a little nervous, so they creeped there and looked there, and they, they, they even brought a rope in case it was filled with water. But they as they went down the stairs. Uh, they, they they went one step at a time, and they realized it was not a root cellar, but a, a laboratory, a giant uh, underground basement uh, 
and it was a laboratory, and there was things gurgling and things bubbling, and there was jaws of powdered ingredients and ground ingredients. There was jaws of pickled things and, you know, different things. And they said, this is this must be the place where the alchemist lived. And there was a great alchemist furnace and a great, there was beakers and there was bubbling still going on. Uh, like be uh, from the pickling, you'd say, well, bubbling for, and fermenting. There was things being fermented. Who knows what those were? Maybe they were to for the the alchemist to, to drink, but there was no sign of the alchemist, and there was also nothing to eat. Uh, so they started looking around, and uh, you know they had already been in there a few days. So they said, you know, this uh, everything looks uh, still functional but abandoned. They said the alchemists must be gone. And then they found the great table where the alchemists could work. And they looked, you know, because it was very cool. And they were still children. They said, oh, look at this bubbling. And this one twists around through glass. And so they looked at those things. And they played. You know, they even got to playing. But then the sister said, brother, come look at this book here on the table. And the brother, he, he said, what, what does it say? And the sister, who was a better reader, said, uh, how to make a W-Y-F, a wife. Uh, and she opened the book, and it, it, it told a tale of both alchemy and magic. Uh, and she says, uh, maybe the uh, alchemist was lonely. Uh, and the boy said, a bit like father, but uh, father found a different kind of alchemy. And then they found another book under the under that one, uh, how to deal with mother. And they looked in there, and then they also found the alchemist's diary. And they kind of read about how the alchemist was so successful, but he had mother troubles, troubles with his mother. And uh, and she also was like, "Why is your why you know like wanting to know why he didn't have a wife?" Uh, this was his journal entries. I mean, I trying to they trying to keep it private, uh, but also like, uh, you know, what alchemy? What is that? Uh, the mother would say, "Why can't you do something with your life? Uh, why do you live out in that cabin?" And then the mother started to put, say, "If you're not going to be, be, be married, I will find a wife for you." And uh, you know, you need to fix your brush your teeth. He, like he was very like uh, upset with his mother. And I also think this is the tame version. Like, the mother was very uh, temperamental. And uh, I guess he, the, the children said, like, the last few entries were that uh, he he wasn't able to uh, figure out the final spell to, to, to deal with the mother. Like, he was missing ingredients. Uh, and uh, he said, I don't know. I don't think I want it. Like, I just want to be, I just want to be an alchemist. Why isn't there a spell for that? Neither one of these uh, fixes my issue. Uh, for a man that just loves alchemy, and it said it just wasn't good enough for mother, and so they, like he was going to uh, acquiesce, uh, and so another great was lost uh, to, for, to from alchemy to traditional uh, family values or whatever. So that was uh, the children didn't understand that, but I, I said, well, it seems like a great loss, uh, and just as they were finishing the last entry. 
they heard the door of the cabin close and uh, like open and close. And it was the, the, the they heard a voice calling out, uh, and it was the stepmother. And they froze and they said, "She said, children, children, your father needs you. Uh, you must come home. Are you in here? I've been searching, and I saw your footprints. I, I know because I knitted, you know, sewed your sewed your shoes myself, uh, and I see the N on the footprint for nuclear." So, uh, are you in here still, children, children? Uh, and the children said, okay, uh, w- what should we do? And they said, hurry, your father wants to see you. So they said, oh, father, we'll do anything for father. And they came up the stairs from the from the laboratory, and the stepmother said, well, what's down there? And they said, the root cellar, we were sleep- we've been sleeping down there. Uh and she believed it because they, she said, well, and they said, we're pretty hungry. And she said, well, come home and eat uh, and uh, see your father. He's, he's, his allergies, uh, double allergies. He's very sneezy as well. So uh, come quickly. And so they went back with the stepmother and uh, she said to them on the way back to, if you think I'm a fool, uh, you know, I placed a lock on your door now. Uh, so she said, you know, she said, and tomorrow morning we will head back, uh, uh, you know, and we'll head into town and deal with things. I know you're on to me, but I'm on to you. And so they returned home, and the father was sneezy and sniffly, and they helped him, and they kissed him. And, you know, they, they said, well, this isn't that easy. And then the stepmother said, go to your rooms. Uh, tomorrow we'll go into town and deal with the transfer of whatever the b- b- trustee f- b- relationship proxy 51 or 8257 forms or whatever. And the children went into the room and they said, what are we to do? What are we to do? Like, uh, you know, like... Uh, and they said, well, gee, the sister said, well, there's nothing to help father. And the brother said, well, what about, uh, like, what if we, we you, there was a way to deal with those two things? If we, neither one of those two books worked, how to make a wife or how to deal with mother. But what if, you know, and he was, because this brother and sister, they loved to cook because their father was a cooper. And they were always learning recipes when their mother was teaching them and then changing, well, let's put this in there, you know, changing recipes around. And then the brother said, and plus he was missing uh, talcum, and we have talcum here. You know, that's what a stepmother puts in her hair and on her forehead. And the sister said, oh, have you ever kissed her forehead, the taste of talcum? And the sister said, you're right, uh, they're also called uh, for the sap of cone of pine, and we have that around our house. Uh, and so the brother said, "Okay, we'll we'll figure this out." Like, uh, and then he called stepmother, stepmother, come, come, come. And he said, "Could I speak with you about my sister?" Uh, and she said, well, "About what?" And he said, "Well, it's private. I'd like to talk to you." Uh, and he was making out, "She's asleep, you know. Come on, let's talk." Uh, and the stepmother said, okay. And then the brother said to the stepmother, you know, it's my sister doing all this. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd rather 
Like, what do you want? You want me to give you father's things? I don't. Will you keep us here or will you keep me here? And he was playing her. Obviously, he did. He loved his sister greatly. But he said, uh, you know, I would like to work with you. And, uh, you know, my sister's up to something. I think she's going to, uh, when we get into town, uh, she's going to come with us. Don't worry about tomorrow. She she said, but tomorrow, uh, when she gets into town, she might join the, the nunnery or something. And then the seminar said, hmm. And she, she said, well, we'll have to take a different path because the covenant or whatever the convent is uh, on the way. So we'll take a longer road. And the said, also, I got to use the potty, by the way. And she said, go, go ahead, go quickly. And the brother got the talcum. And the sister, meanwhile, like she had, she had prepared, you know, faked out where the brother and the sister would be. And then snuck out of the room and unlocked the window from the outside, you know, because it was just a simple bolt and, uh, you know, snuck back in and got in a, 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 under her bed or something. I don't know. Like, uh, and then the brother returned and the stepmother locked it. And the brother said, you know, just feel like I just want to, you know, be, be, be okay. And someone said, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Good work. Just play dumb. And he said, okay, I'm so tired. Thank you, stepmother. I just had a tummy ache. Uh, and the stepmother closed the door. And then as they waited until they thought she was asleep. And then they snuck out the window. And they got the cone of pine. And the brother had taken the talcum from the bathroom. And then they returned and traveled deep into the woods. And it took a few days of travel, uh, because they had, you know, they got, they got lost a few times, and they were listening for the stepmother the whole time, and hiding out. And eventually, they found the alchemist's cabin once again, or the cottage. Uh, and they returned to the root cellar, and they opened both the books, how to make a wife, and how to deal with mother. And they started mixing, and you know, it was you know, it's very straightforward. These alchemy is like a recipe, so uh, all of it was, you know, it was just a matter of combining the two, and then having things, and and then they had to make a like they said, oh, we we have to have a doll of a grandmother or a wife, uh, and they said which one, and and uh, and then they had to wait for a storm. And they had everything wired up, like they created a wood doll that looked like a like a grandmotherly wife, uh, or a motherly wife. I'm not sure. I, I wasn't there. You know, the children they 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 were laughing so many times. Uh, and they mixed the powder, and they even had to rub it on themselves. And then the storm came. And they waited for the thunder and the lightning, and then they would do the chanting. You know. Wife, a wife, a wife, uh, come deal with mother. A wife, a wife, a wife, uh, she's worse than no other. And, and, but they were changing, you know, stepmother and, uh, or nurse and nurse and nurse. And then they said, well, we can't, you? and then the thunder came and the rain came. And at some point, all the candles went out, uh, and brother and sister held themselves close, but they, they, they weren't overcome with it. Like, uh, they said, well, okay. Uh, and then there was a light at the top of the stairs, a warm, calm light. Uh, I guess I was mixed up. I think they were just trying to get a wife. I, I think I project, pre-projected on the story, but then, it, like, uh, 
It was a, like a light being thrown off by a lantern. And at first they thought it was the stepmother, so they hid and they froze. And then there was a voice, uh, a kindly voice, Oh, children, oh, children, are you down there? And the brother peeked his head up and he saw a kindly older woman coming down the stairs. And he said, Ma'am, are you lost in the storm? Uh, we can help you. Uh, and, and she said, What are you doing down here in this basement? And the brother said, oh, it's a long tale of woe, ma'am, but uh, we have water upstairs, warm water, and, and she wasn't wet, though. And the brother said, well, how are you so dry? There's a terrible storm outside. We would, we're would we here to keep you warm. We don't have much food to share. And she said, well, I'm here to help you, you silly gooses. Uh, and the children, they looked, the sister looked, and the wooden owl was gone. And the brother and the sister said, what do you mean? And she said, well, I'm your fairy godmother. I'm here to help deal with your stepmother. And they, they said, well, what do you mean? And she said, you called me here, didn't you? And the sister said, she smells of talcum. It's, we added to it. And they said, well, we're sorry. We're like, we were trying to get a wife nurse for our father to replace our stepmother. And she said, well, I could help you with all this, you silly children. And she said, sit down and tell me a tale of woe. I, I, I've seen it and I've heard it a thousand times. And they said, okay. Uh, like, uh, they said, well, here's a tale of woe. So they told her the tale of woe. And just as they were finishing, the door of the cabin opened once again. And the stepmother came in and she was quite upset. Uh, and she was yelling, and she said, I know you're down here in this root cellar, blah, blah, And the fairy godmother, which we'll call Penelope, uh, I guess a proto, she's not a proto-fairy. She's an alchemy fairy. I don't, I don't know what the difference, again, it's a folklore. Doesn't make sense to me. But they could, they, they create, whatever. So she said to them, well, we'll have to deal with her. She does not sound very nice at all. And the children said, what to do, what to do? And she said, we'll work it out. Uh, she said, I have an idea for starters. Uh, she loves money, doesn't she not, as you told me. And she said, a bit of cobweb here and a dust behind the ears, some fancy gold chain and to bring your stepmother far but near or something. And, and she changed the two children into these luxurious coats, uh, covered in gold chains and rings and even a crown for the sister. And she said, go, go up there and we will come up with a plan. Uh, and they said, well, what is the plan? She said, tell, tell, tell her. She said, don't worry. She said, tell her you found a way to get even more gold. And so they went up the stairs and the stepmother said, what are you wearing? And then she realized they were covered in riches, and she said, Are you steal your, from your father? And they said, No, 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 said Mother. And she said, Who are you talking to? And they said, No one. We, we, were, we were pretending we were fancy royals. Uh, and she said, Where do you get all this royal stuff from? And the brother said, I have pockets full of gold coins. And he showed them to the stepmother, and it was more, it was solid gold coins, uh, and her eyes lit up, uh, and she said, where did you get it from? And the brother said, well, we found it here. And she said, is there more? And the brother said, perhaps. And she said, perhaps. So she said, he said, I'll give you this gold if we see our father. And uh, 
And she said, well, uh, and she said, well, what if someone comes? He goes, no one will ever find the gold within the cabin unless sister and I tell. And so they, she took the gold from him. Uh, he gave her one coin payment, you know, and then they went and saw his father. And then she said, give me the rest of the gold. And the brother said, well, I could spend it on you. And then they went to town. And this was like a montage, I would say. They went to clothes shopping. And she started spending the gold, and soon the gold was out. Uh, and the children said, well, well, you're not going to spend any gold on our father. Like, uh, this woman sells cool, cool water that would be warm by the time we return it to him, but uh, he likes it. And she said, pish, posh, pish, the money's gone. Uh, and then this became a cycle. where she, would, she And she said, where do you get the money from? And the brother said, he said, well, I could show you, but you have to be a child to get it. Uh, and so they went back to the cabin. And meanwhile, the fairy godmother was feeding the children. And she said, okay, this is the plan. And so, so the brother said, come, it's in the root cellar. And so the root cellar, while they were gone, the fairy godmother changed into a root cellar. And the great furnace of the alchemist, she had changed into like a small portal, like a grate in the wall. And the boy said, yes, you must climb through this portal. Now, she had just done it with illusion. And the boy said, only sister and I can fit through there. And, uh, like, we go in and you go into this, like, uh, down this chamber. And, uh, like, you wiggle, 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 and then you get... Uh, you get the gold out, and there's some nice clothes in there. And she said, go get me some more gold. And she, she again, she tried to negotiate with the children, and the children said, well, no, no, we just won't get the gold for you. But the stepmother, her wheels started turning, so she stopped. Uh, she tried to go through once, but she was too large. Uh, so she stopped eating. But meanwhile, the children, they were eating. Any chance they had, and she wasn't looking the stepmother, or the fairy godmother, would bring the children treats and sweets. And for a time, there was a little bit of a, like a calmness because she would spend the money, and the children would be eating. And the, the father, like they see the children, said, "Well, when are you going to help our father?" And they were making sure the father was aware of this uh, uh, because of this magic globe. The complicated part, like the father was a fool anyway; he had been fooled. But so at some point, uh, the children got to one day, they went to the cabin and with the stepmother in tow. And she said, we need more gold. Uh, and the boy tried to go through and he couldn't fit through the hole. Uh, and then the sister tried to get through and she couldn't fit through the hole. And the stepmother, she was not pleased, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she looked in there, and just at the far end, she could see the glint of something uh, deep within the tube. And she said, no more food for either one of you. And she tried to, to go in, but she was, and then she, she stopped eating, too, further. And then they went back a week later. But meanwhile, the children were secretly eating the whole time, so they didn't lose any weight anyway. And the boy tried, and the sister tried. Uh... And the stepmother said, well, and then the boy said, well, I just won't go, uh, you know, if, if we won't bring you the gold. And she said, well, then I will go myself. Uh, and she climbed in, you know, to, to go get the gold. And uh, 
Right as she got in there, the boy and sister, they closed the door. And then they said, by the power of alchemy, we are going to change your state. Uh, and the stepmother, was her state was changed uh, permanently. And the children returned to the father. They said thank you to the fairy godmother. Uh, and she said, well, I, like, uh, I will go and continue to help other children in need now. Uh, and they said, well, and she, they said, could you help us with our father? And she said, well, she said, take some cool, cool water, mix it with some talcum and some um, uh, sap of pine, and he will be fine. And then he did that, and his allergies, she, she said, that's what he's allergic to, talcum and pine. And she said, it's like, it's a tincture. And they said, that doesn't make any sense. And she said, well, he's also allergic to your stepmother. And now she's gone. And they, they, she said, that was just a symbolic thing to get him over the hump. Uh, but it'll wear off. He was really allergic to her telecom and her demeanor. And they said, really? And she said, really? And so they returned home and they, they helped the father get back in good shape and good condition and they lived uh, fairly happily ever after, like a middle-class lifestyle, the nucleus, uh, just the three of them uh, until the children got older. And then the father did, uh, like, meet, make some friends. But he said, well, uh, and I said, what are we supposed to learn here? Like, we love you. Don't, uh, if your mother doesn't like alchemy and you love it. Uh, and we said, so we had a great class discussion about uh you know, the wishes and, and, you know, there's a lot of nasty talk about stepmothers. And I think some of that was passive aggressive and Shelly was behind it. But uh, some of it was the truth. So I could live with the truth. And so it was very enjoyable. And I guess, uh, like, uh, I think that was it, my little letter man and my baby here. Cinderella's baby, my little... Uh, it, it, uh, like, we will keep you here with these tales and in the bed here. You know, that I get to lie on in some way, in some sense, you know, ooze on to to rock you both uh, and keep you both asleep. Good night. Mm -hmm.